1: everyone, and welcome back to Guildfellows. We are going to start right where we left last time, with L and Rama leaving the collapsed cave underneath the Argoplex in the Power and Lights district, where they just saw their party member, their friend, their estranged lover, fall into a crumbling dark abyss deep into the heart of the caves. You guys don't know if Oculus survived. You don't know where she is. And you are left with only one way to go, the remaining doorway in the crumbled cave which you guys have entered. And you start making your way down a ragged and rocky corridor that has been hewn into these caves. After walking for a few minutes, you start to notice uh, some luminous, red crystals on the distance, and as you approach them, you realize that the cave is lined with dark side corrupted kyber crystals.
2: Well, um, do I have to roll for that? I'm not... I don't know if I would know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've Rala. seen a lot of strange shit, but I... <laughs> I, can,
3: I can just say that. I can just be like, they're not supposed to look like that.
4: Uh, <clears throat> I've seen a a few sith lords in my time and they all have red ones so i know what you mean
3: right
1: rama has walking. gotten <laughs> <laughs> rama has gotten surprisingly woke about the nature of the jedi and the sith just from osmosis <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's there's a fine line between being oblivious and being really uh, groundbreaking
1: no i like it because it's like it's a very i love the logic train of like no, nah, yeah, I know sid got the red lightsabers. And I know these
2: crystal things. <laughs> God, your Rama accent's so good. part of the lightsaber, so
1: these red ones are fucked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, dude, I didn't know you could do Rama that well. That's so funny. Rob has
5: now, uh, at some point, voiced every single one of our characters, has done his own <laughs> accent.
1: If you guys only knew the passion plays that went on in my apartment, like, trying to figure out, like, how scenes would go and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I I voice all the parts. It's like a one-man Amazing. show. Amazing.
5: I would love for you to
3: record I'd those and shit send shit them over.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can we do that the next time we, like, someone is down and we can't record? Just have Rob yeah, just <laughs> do an, just an one episode, one episode. by himself. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Rob's <laughs> Rob's fanfic one-shot <laughs> play. Oh. Love it. So you guys uh, start noticing these corrupted kyber crystals are illuminating your way, um, and you start to notice the remnants of more human activity down here. Um, you start noticing like wires that are trailing like across the cave floor that like dip in and out of like smaller wire tunnels in the side of the cave wall. Um, and after a little while, you come across the body of the, the female acolyte who you were fighting in the previous cave that then fled. Um, and you find her corpse shockingly crushed by a boulder that seemed to have been displaced from the top of the cave. So not only are you finding kind of like part of her torso crushed from like her right shoulder to the middle of her sternum, but it is also blocked off the cave slightly and you can't see what's beyond uh the small gaps in the tunnel that are visible to you, so you'll have to move by this boulder.
3: Yeah, I begin to move by the boulder, keeping yeah. an eye out, and I watch for falling rocks, see if I can do this in half an A-press.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, since it is a little bit tight, just go ahead and roll me a, a dexterity check.
3: You and these dexterity checks, goddamn. Uh,
2: specifically, like an acrobatic. actually, I don't think I have her with the acrobatics, so.
3: Well, where that dice is done for today
2: are you fucking kidding me natural one on the first one.
3: Oh my god same
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a two
3: if that makes a difference that's
2: a six if that makes a difference you know rules is wit- written right it's only combat it's a critical failure
5: if
3: only you right? had a party
2: uh.
5: member that had a plus six to dexterity saving throws with you but you don't <laughs>
2: I got a yeah, plus five. Yeah, so you
5: can just deftly <laughs> maneuver around this stationary
3: boulder as we get crushed.
1: Um, so you're not doing anything inherently, like, super dangerous. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say that, L, you first try to, like, squeeze by the somewhat narrow gap in between the wall and the boulder. And uh, your, like, heavy battle armor, like, does get stuck a little bit and it gets scraped up a tiny bit. And you realize that you can't push past. Um, I think Rama tries something similar. um, And a a similar, like, getting stuck situation happens for a moment before you guys realize you can't fully pass the boulder. Which leaves you uh, with just your creativity and your resources to try to get past this object. Is
4: Monkey around? Hey, Monkey, can you uh, spare me some extra slick oil real quick? I don't know if you keep Uh, that around, but, you know, just...
1: Um, monkey just kind of uh, looks at you and sa- and like kind of like gets up in a posture a little bit like he's about to kind of like if you imagine a male monkey about to urinate on you and he kind of waddles <laughs> towards you with, you know, his hands between his legs and then just looks at you and says <laughs> and shakes his head. Uh. He was just playing a goof. He can't actually squirt oil on you. Damn.
3: Is the boulder like? Can we go over the boulder? Is that an option?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty tall cave. It's like a it's like a twelve foot cave, and you think there might be like a four foot gap above it. It would take another. It would take an athletics check to try to like climb up and like try to squeeze through the top of it.
3: Oh well, I'm good at athletics. All athletics.
1: Uh. hmm.
3: I say, even though I only have a plus two opposed to my plus one, I'm just going to manifest a better roll.
2: Well, that's gonna happen. (laughs)
3: <laughs> not great what was it this is seven
1: oh my lord for a total of nine no oh just a total of seven
3: a total uh, of seven
1: what is with us this i think you i think you try to jump up and try to get like a clean hold of the rock but it's like it's a little sharp at the top and a little too slippery
4: and you just lose your grip
5: the boulder is um, going to be our downfall here
4: <laughs> hey oh can you uh can your white saber cut through this or something?
1: Uh, maybe. Um, you could you could hack through the boulder. It'll take some time, though. I mean, like, not that that matters, because we can just kind of, like, go how, past it.
3: How but... big is this boulder in diameter? Or radius, whichever. You feel comfortable with divulging?
1: So, I'm thinking, like, yeah, like I said, it's like a 12 by, like, 12 cave. Um... Mm-hmm. So the boulder is probably going to have a diameter of about, like, 11 and a half feet. But it's, like, kind of, like, lodged into the ground. So, like, there are certain parts of it on the cave that where it's, like, completely closed off. Um, yeah. Because
3: you said there was, like, four feet in between the top of the boulder and the top of the cave, yeah?
1: Yeah, like, approximately four feet. Like, it's jagged. It's not, like, a clean four-foot gap. It kind of, like...
3: So would you say this is like a large object or maybe it's a medium object?
1: Um I would say I would say that this is like a medium object to the scale of this universe. Yeah, like yeah, I think I, I think I know what you're getting at. Are you gonna try to use the force on the boulder?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna try and use the force on the boulder.
1: Okay, in which way?
3: I think I'm just going to try and I guess try and sort of like pull it either pull it out the way we came and like pull it all the way to the um the cave-in room because it's a cantrip so i have to keep recasting it but also we're not in an immediate threat if i can try and pull it there or if there is a part of the boulder where maybe there's like a crack or something i can like drive in there just to break off a weakened part of it to sort of clear a space through
1: Sure, yeah, so I'm gonna say that like there are definitely spots in the boulder that look like they have some cracks in it and you, there's like plenty of other like rocks around that you could try to use as a wedge. I think that, yeah, I think that you also, if you're, so we talked about like force, push, and pull with like larger objects before. I think, it's a, is it just a, an enhanced version of the cantrip or is it just... Jo- yeah, I, there's I a
5: separate power so. for it. There's like a more powerful force power for it
3: yeah
1: but you should be able to cast up to use it if you have it as a cantrip i think i mean at least i would be willing to allow
3: that because it makes sense but oh oh yeah i totally have force throw um if it's medium i can move it up to 30 feet and the large creature object i can move up to 10 feet and then if they strike another creature or object they take damage so i guess Um, technically the cantrip only works up to medium creatures or objects and then the actual spell is a level two spell, or level two force power, and it
1: can do large. I see. So this is a medium object, so you can use this force power um, to, yeah, to to throw this, what does it say? So small creature, yeah, 60 feet. So you can you can push this boulder 30 feet in either direction using this.
3: Okay. Yeah. I'll, um, it's assuming that the cave mouth that we come, like the cave doesn't get narrow because I don't want to just lodge it in further. Um, I want to try and pull it out the way we came, unless the way we came, it will get stuck. And otherwi- otherwise, I'll just keep, maybe I'll just push it in front of us actually. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, just I, did Jones, this cave. I did say that you've been walking for like, you know, around 10 minutes at this point. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: So I'm just going to keep like push. Push like every ten steps, just like full on earthbender, essentially just <laughs> grounding myself and doing like one burst, and then take a few more steps and another burst.
1: I love this. Uh, this is great. <laughs> so using
3: the, the can trip, so I don't use up all my force
1: points. Right. So you you both try to squeeze through. You try to climb at once, and all else fails, you definitely center yourself, and like you said, in this like kind of like tough earthbender like form style or like giving like heavy like twisting pushes like out in front of you um uh with your with your palms facing out towards the rock and just start knocking it 30 feet at a time and you hear it like impact hard on other like rock surfaces um until like you hear a metal like clang at the end of one of the pushes and with one more push you push the rock through and it tumbles um like into a large open cavern that is mostly covered by a central dark lake, and the boulder kind of falls forward and rests into a shallow bank of this underground lake.
3: Once we hear that and there's like the splash, um, I just want to take a look around to see if, you know, there's anything or anyone or lake monsters in here that are aware of our presence.
1: Um, so you walk the path that you just pushed the boulder and you basically just push this thing, um, <clears throat> about like 200 feet down the cave tunnel that you were in. Um, and it seems based on the debris of a like metal plated doorway that has been busted through by you force pushing this boulder that, uh, so you walk through that and you, you see like the metal, like pushed and like broken and bent backwards into this like doorway. And you are like standing on a decently big like shoreline of this like dark underwater lake you see the boulder and the water in front of you like half covered by water Um, and as you look around this cave is, is like pretty big like it's the size of like uh i mean like this whole room is like the size of like uh like a professional sports arena you know in terms of like size of the lake um but the shoreline that you have access to is quite small in comparison On the shoreline to your right, you see um, a bunch of metal cells that have been built into the cave wall. Um, And within those cells are uh, seemingly uh, awake and aware, non-possessed citizens. Um, Just another quick glance around the room before you make any decisions. In the middle of this dark lake is a massive... uh, futuristic-looking pylon that sticks up from the bottom of the lake and, like, seems to spike upwards into some sort of metal apparatus that is now flush with the top of the cave wall. And it is this, like, flat, rectangular metal uh, pylon with, like, a surging, like, blue center that seems to be pulsing upward from down beneath the cave, like, going upwards. Um, And you're just in this cave.
3: Okay, so... I know we've been in a subterranean cave, but I have a map, so I kind of know, I know where we've been traveling, I know where we started, and I'm also familiar with the power and lights district. Yes. Do I know what this pylon leads to up above?
1: Um. Go ahead and roll me a technology check with advantage.
3: Ooh. Wow. To roll above a 10, I got whatever you had last session. That's a nine.
1: With advantage?
3: With advantage. It was a four you and an eight.
2: Must have infected you, you somehow.
3: <laughs> I just have to figure out which dice I should be using. I should pick it by character. That's
5: my problem.
1: Um, You can only deduce that it is part of the energy apparatus that is somehow connected to the corpus corsanti and the arc pylons um, above the the argoplex and around the power lines district you don't understand how it connects whatever function if you want to make a separate check about the map and just like figure out where you are that's a different story we can figure that out too.
3: i would also like to do that
1: yeah go ahead and also roll me an intelligence check with advantage then
3: okay wait wait no we are being strategic with the dice we pick
2: Um, am I close enough to a crystal to pick one up, or are we past all those?
1: Um, the crystals were affixed to the walls. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, you do see in this cave, though, like other like crystal lights that are high up on the cave wall that are also like giving this dark, like ominous red glow as well. So you could, I mean, you could try to. I mean, like you'd have to like get one of them down. Um, there don't seem to be like loose Kyber crystals around. I it's see. not like they're growing. It's like they've been placed there deliberately. Got it
3: okay this is why you pick the dice that match your character or match the check that is an 18.
1: an 18 okay so you look up on your you look up your map um and in like this hollow hollow map it it pops out from a little device like um and you kind of scan through the layers and you like recognize the cave that you're in and the useful piece of information is okay you, you followed a pretty standard path from where the initial like new cave entrance was created above you um and now you're like halfway ish towards the um like central like engineering base that surrounds the corpus corsanti so it looks like on the other side of this cave on an entrance that you're you can't quite see just from where you are but somewhere on the wall across the lake is a cave entrance that will lead to basically the front doorstep of that engineering lab Mm
3: -hmm. all right so uh when you get across this lake
4: well,
1: how, how long is the lake distance wise? Um, the lake is about, I mean, so at the longest point, it's probably like 150 feet. Um, you guys haven't quite identified where you need to go yet, so I can't tell you like exactly
4: mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Where across the lake?
3: You know, uh, I like look at the map and I'm like <laughs> that way.
4: Um,
1: so uh, while you guys have the map up and are discussing this, um, from the cells over on the side of the cave, um, you guys, like, see, like, one, like, big, um, like, matte black, uh, oval-shaped eye, like, peer through the bars, and make, like, a hand gesture through the bar to, like, put it down. Like, e- like, a hand that's, like, flapping, like, down in the air, to describe <laughs> my
4: gesture to the people at home. Get, like, get down? Is that thing telling us to get down or to come down to hit something?
3: Uh, I close the map, and I kind of look around to see if there's anyone outside of the people in the cave. Or cages.
1: Go ahead and make me an investigation check. A little little spicy investigation check.
3: Investigation. Optimal dice. Let's
1: see how this works.
3: God damn it! It's not good. Wait, did you say at advantage? Or no?
1: No, no, no. No? No. Just a normal investigation check. Okay, yeah. So you don't pass it, whatever that die was. I'm, I'm assuming it was dog shit. So. Uh, it was six. I, Does a six. Give me anything. You need to reprimand your dice. I, whatever, <laughs> whatever regiment you have them on, you need to.
5: I have <laughs> negatively charged
3: dice. Them. Do it. Negatively charging dice is a myth.
1: Um, okay, so... so you you do not notice anything else along I... this cave.
3: Yeah, can so I'll pro- Ooh, shit, Ooh, well, I'll start walking toward that guy then.
1: Could I perhaps see if
2: I could um, maybe from my experience, my background of silent hand gestures, I would have learned in the in the military. If I could insight check perhaps that hand gesture to see what he would
1: mean. Um, you don't need to make a check on it. It's not a military hand gesture because you wouldn't know that this person was signaling to you like like stop what you're doing, <laughs> like just like like lay low. I guess is the takeaway.
4: Oh, hey, I uh. Maybe we should be really quiet. Do you think we could stealth down there?
1: There, there, there. Echoes throughout the cave. Alright, do you know
2: ASL? I just put
3: my (laughs) finger up to my uh, mouth.
2: I'm going to give a Mandalorian Beskar gloved hand a thumbs up and then uh, just see if I could stealth down to get a closer look.
1: Sure, yeah. So you guys cover a distance about like 50 feet um, across these like sandy. Like black sand shores like whatever the rock is that made the sand was very dark in tone so it's like this like kind of like an icelandic beach if you guys know what i'm talking about um so you guys like you know like crunch your way over um the water like ripples like in small waves like up to the shore and back and as you guys like close the distance to the cells um you guys recognize a ton of people in these cells um off the top, you recognize that the person that was making the hand gestures at you was the Nautilin Digo Nevada that helped smuggle you guys into the Iraqi estate. Oh, no. With him, you see uh, Nola Breeze, of course, who is uh, <laughs> oh, the, <God>. the, the, <laughs> the Devaronian uh, essentially face of Brick's criminal under, uh, underworld um, and enterprise. Um, you see um you see old Debbie with her walker in the cage as well, um, and uh, you also see uh, a human man who is cowering in the corner, what looks like to be like a very formal suit, um, who is just kind of like whimpering and crying um, in a kind of a high-pitched voice. Um, and with them, you see like uh, about like fourteen other civilians um, from the Power and Lights District. Well. Um,
2: do I see old Davey? Or is Did he. do not see old Davey. Oh my god. Um, okay, so. We're in, we're in some cells. I'm wondering if. So, this would not be my first time in a, in a, a jail cell situation. <laughs> Definitely not my first time in one with Digo, Nevada. I've been a bounty hunter before. Is there any way I would have um,
1: any knowledge of the layout where, if there were a guard, where he would be posted? Um. Um, you. I mean, the the simple fact of the matter is, like, these people are in a cell deep underground in a secluded cave. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like there's any guards around.
2: All right, I'm going to slowly and quietly walk up to Digo
1: Ah, uh, well, 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 Rama, look how the uh, turns have tabled. I find myself back in the cell, and you are walking free on the other side.
4: Uh, uh, Look, it was no accident, all right? uh, By no accident, I mean it was an accident. I mean, I'm sorry. It's not my fault, but it's it's not your fault either.
1: I'm teasing you, friend. We must be very quiet and careful.
4: God, sorry. uh, I'm not great at picking up on... uh, You know what, never mind. More importantly, is there a guard? Is anyone looking after you guys? Uh,
1: We have not seen anybody since we were put in these cells. We were uh, well, we got captured um, after I dropped you guys off at the uh, on oh, Rosie's place, sorry about that again by the way. I heard that she died. that's very tragic. Um,
4: yeah it, uh, it
1: happens. It does. she was a good droid. Well, when I heard that the Power Knights District was being overrun and that there was an effort to evacuate the citizens, I as a smuggler, took it upon myself and my very big heart to go back into the district and try to smuggle some people out. And uh, he gestures to the people in the cells beside him. Uh, As you can see that I was uh, gathered quite a troop. I had to ditch the old uh, WeHall van and get something a bit bigger. But we were intercepted on our way out. The Red Maw found us and uh, tried to possess us with uh, those worms and the smoke a very nasty business but uh, apparently everybody here was immune for some reason we had to cough up the things but they did not hold
4: so well, they wait a minute everybody here was immune did you know that when you started gathering this troop or did you find them all in the same place sir? Or... no not at
1: all these we had all gathered simply to escape but when they intercepted us, they tried to possess us with the worms and leash us out on the streets so that we could cause more chaos and scare the Jedi more. But when they tried to administer the worms, we all coughed them up. We uh, Well, uh, it's a strange sensation. It, it feels like there's something trying to crawl into your mind. To show you the worst things about yourself, to make you hate yourself. And... Well, uh, I don't hate myself and I like living. And so I guess I just tried to not be a worm and I coughed mine up and Debbie had coughed hers up before mine. Yeah, that's right. No worm's gonna get a hold of me. Not this age.
4: Um, Good to see you again, old Debbie. I'm coming for you in a second.
1: Oh, Rama. Good to see you again, boy. Old Debbie hasn't stopped going on blathering his teethless lips about you. Oh, no, sir. He really
4: liked you a lot. I, uh, I, uh. I'm sorry I let him down.
1: Let him down? Oh, no, no, you haven't let old David. down. Davy's ne- never been let down. Davy Davy always is picking up.
4: Uh. But you're, uh. locked up, you know? I. I. You know what? This is kind of
1: fishy. Oh, it's. Listen, oh, listen. Oh, sweet boy. Oh, I've. This is not the first time old davy has been in a cell underground. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, back in my day, oh, you would have seen the cells underground I've been locked up in. Oh, boy. No, uh, but uh, Davey's out there somewhere, I think.
4: So let me get this straight. <clears throat> all of you are immune, and nobody know, and nobody here knows why. It's just you guys, and you all happen to be coincidentally in the same place at the same time.
1: Uh, well, you know, I, I don't think it was... uh I don't think we're special, I think that we were just, uh, hopeful.
4: Hopeful. Hmm. That's a new word. Hey, L. uh, you mind, uh, do you sense any of the creepy crawly side of the force around here?
3: Uh, do I?
1: Um, I mean, in terms of, like, your feeling with the force, I don't think you felt right since Akala fell. But I also think that this place is, like, pretty intensely powerful with the force because of the kyber crystal at the center of it.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. This place is pretty fucked up. It's kind of hard to get... If any you guys want to make an insight check about how they survived the worms, you can do that. I, well, I want to make an even... insight check on how they survived the worms. Sure. I'm, Which I'm dice gonna, should I use? I'm gonna
2: insight check.
3: All of them have been oh! mean to me. That's
2: a six.
3: We're gonna use the whipjack diet. We'll see how
2: it performs. Why did you send Ellen Rama on the investigation? Uh, wisdom oh, check.
3: Oh, but I can <laughs> I can use charisma instead. Uh. That is uh, that brings that up to a sixteen.
2: Okay,
1: so you got a sixteen, Rama. What'd you get? A six, unsurprisingly. Um, Elsa, so you remember when you first encountered the worms? That like you had the capacity to resist it, and like it was a struggle, but you were ultimately able to do it um and like the worm is like a a mix between a psychic entity and a like living parasite it doesn't obey the same it's not like a tick where it's like oh like or not like a tick, like a tapeworm where it's like if it's in your body it's really hard to get out it's like a psychic parasite so it makes sense that people that who like were trying to escape and like had strong senses of self would resist and when you look here you have like a, a hardened bounty hunter uh Debbie who is Debbie um you have oh, that
3: guy crying in the corner.
1: We're going to get uh, there, I'm sure. <laughs> He's next. I don't care
3: about the no name NPCs. I want to skip to him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um you can ask about him. Can I go up to a, uh one second, Mr. Digo, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go up to the person crying and say and knock on the bars and say, <clears throat> "Excuse me." Uh Duh. How are you?
1: <laughs> who are you?
4: A friend. Her name's, uh, Rama. I'm, uh, here to help. <clears throat> who um,
1: are you? He, he, you look up at him and you see, like, an old, like, middle-aged, um, like, weather-beaten man, um, who is, like, wearing, like I said, like, kind of like a mix between, like, a dark black tuxedo and, like, a, like long coated suit um and he's like crying uh and seems very like like disheveled um he says hi i'm mayor colville uh oh are you gonna, no. are you gonna get us out of here I'm re- it's been a really hard day
4: uh <clears throat> the us part will be made to be seen you know we're gonna we're gonna work on it um Nice to well, meet you, mayor. Me with you. I swear to you, give me a second, give me a second. He, I'm gonna come on over to Digo he, and be like, Digo, the mayor, <laughs> really.
1: <laughs> Why? Uh, um as he kind of screeches, everybody in the in the cell turns to him and goes, Shh,
4: Colville!
1: And uh you guys hear the waves of the lake start getting heavier and heavier. You turn to look towards the cave and you see a slithering shape, massive in the water, coming towards you. And you see one big black webbed reptilian claw drop onto the sands of the cave beach and pull itself out. And you are faced with a gigantic, uh, long necked reptilian head with like black and purple. Gills and long streaking fins around its neck and face, and it like pulls itself slithering like up and like (laughs) kind of like slimy up onto this cave beach and roars at you. I need you to roll initiative. (laughs) Hey, Rob, can can I
2: ask for another person to fight who is neither warm-blooded nor is holding a weapon? That'd be great. I hate using disarming blow, and I absolutely hate using night vision. I mean, thermal vision—it's great.
4: I just what a great a human use
2: of a
3: natural twenty with
2: the gun. Oh damn! You rolled a natural twenty.
3: Yeah.
2: I was busy complaining,
1: so let me let me get on that. Have fun. twenty one. I think in this situation, your guys are the ones being like snuck up on, but there's enough distance where I don't think a surprise round makes sense. So you'll just start at the top of the order. Mm-hmm. If that if you think that's equitable,
3: I'm I'm fine with the equity. Okay. Yep. okay.
1: Rama, that's, what'd you get? That is a nine. Not great. Okay. So, L, you rolled first in initiative. This giant, uh, dragon snake has just launched itself onto, uh, land before you, uh, and it roars triumphantly.
3: How far away is it? 50 feet. Damn, okay. Um, I will use my movement to move 20 feet.
1: Oh, okay. All right, you move 20 feet.
3: I... Will bonus action force focus? And then I'm gonna throw my saber at it to try and hit it twice. I'm just gonna, and the way I throw my saber is kind of like a boomerang where it spins. So like hopefully the two hits will be one side and then the other side as it comes back to me. Uh, it Does an 18 hit?
1: An 18 does hit.
3: Okay, then a 26 for sure hits.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've watched Aqua do this with her shield enough where you know what the fuck's up. So you like yeah. run 20 feet up, you like get yourself in a poised stance, take a deep breath, focus your energy, and then you launch this thing in a curving arc that comes and like strikes down at the dragon, like yeah. in its midsection. Um, and you do see like that it hits like once on the like near side of its body and then flips over in midair and hits it on the other side of its body. And then it arcs back and comes back to your hand. Uh, roll damage?
3: Um damage seven plus five is twelve plus one is thirteen lightsaber damage. No, sorry. Twelve energy damage and one point of force damage.
1: Okay. So that twelve gets Okay. So
3: Is it dead yet?
1: No. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, this dragon snake is going to try to uh, hit you uh, twice El, with okay. its claws. um It's going to lunge forward and kind of slither. And as it kind of slithers out more onto the sand, you realize that it doesn't have back legs and it just extends to like a long finned tail. Um, and so you see, a like.
3: T- Isn't it like a worm then?
1: It's called a dragon snake, and it's very cool. <laughs> and I would appreciate you to not your, rush in. Your is,
2: tone is called a dragon snake, guys. guys. It's really cool. It's the dragon oh, it's snake.
1: A um, okay, I'm
3: sorry, it's a dragon snake.
1: <laughs> um, actually, uh, so yes, yeah, so it's gonna roll twice to hit you. A twenty and an eleven.
3: The twenty will hit. hit.
1: Okay, so that's gonna do some damage. Uh 13 damage. Ah, gross. Uh, so it swipes at you twice with its, like, long, like, hooked, cl- like, dirty, mossy claws and just, like, is able to, like, glance against your armor twice, like, very hard, um, and draw some blood against your ribcage. Um, now it is going to be Rama's turn.
3: And, uh, for the record, I maintain concentration on my force focus.
1: Thank you. You're, you are a saint for keeping track of concentration. Um, Rama. <clears throat> um, I'm going to
2: blast off in the jetpack. Get some air, and uh, I'm going to use the hand cannon for this one, so I'm going to fire twice.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, go ahead and roll the hit. Um, it's about to get really loud. <laughs> Find the hand cannon in an echoey cave, so... Alright, that is a... 22.
1: 22 hits. It's so a 9, 9 plus 8, 17. Uh, 17 also hit, or did you roll, oh sorry, was that for damage or was that to hit a second
2: time? That was to hit a second time. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, that hits too. (laughs) Alright, um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, um, it doesn't have weapons or legs, so I can't use disarming blow. I'm probably not gonna waste time lighting it on fire, so I'm gonna gonna roll the, (laughs) the two, I'm gonna roll the two d10s for damage. It's a 10. Which means I, with Brutal 1 on the hand cannon, I get to roll it again. 4, so it's 14, plus 5, so that's 19 kinetic damage on the first shot. Jesus. 7 uh, plus 5 is 12. 12 kinetic damage on the
1: second. So that's 31 total. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that Brutal helps a lot when you can roll that other dice. It um, sure does okay so with those two shots of your hand cannon you actually are able to like this thing's flesh is very tough and it is focused on l right now you go into the air and you aim this like massive pistol uh, mid-air and you are able to shoot it twice near it's like where it's like neck meets its shoulder around a collarbone um, and you see that like those two shots like rip off a lot of the like protective like high density leather that is on its like front chest and you see it opens up essentially a weak spot of exposed like muscle and flesh this thing recoils back from you um and starts like sliding away and it dives back into the massive lake of water leaving you guys alone again on the shore are we still initiative?
4: You are. Hey, L, don't think I killed it.
3: Uh, I don't know. Did it fall?
4: What? I'm where, not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, okay? I shot no, it. me it's asking
3: going. the DM, like... Oh, I thought he talked so to me. it, I like, it <laughs> didn't... It, it
1: Well, it didn't look like it fell back into the water, as in it, like died and fell into the water, it looked like it, like, reared up and then, like, dove over itself back into the lake. Like, it was a deliberate action from it. After, as a response to getting hit very hard, it retreated back into the water.
3: Alright. Um, okay. Uh, can I see if I can see it?
1: Sure. Yeah. You can make a perception check. Seven. Did not beat this thing's stealth check um so no you cannot see it
3: i want to get closer to the water or closer to where it was my full movement 30 feet closer and um <clears throat> i just want to hold a, a strike and attack action
1: okay so you're waiting at the water mm-hmm. um so this thing doesn't reemerge right away so it's back to rama's turn
2: Alright, uh, can I hover back down and try and pick Digo's, uh, Digo's oh. lock? Sorry, can I do
3: one more thing? My apologies. Sure. I'm just gonna bonus action, she inform. Okay. That's
2: it, sorry. So can I, can I just hover down, and see if I can pick the lock, Rob?
1: Sure, you can hover down, and then, um, yeah, it's a sleight of hand check. I'll say that you, like, yeah, 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 you yeah, a sleight of hand check. Is
2: a 22. No way. Oh!
1: 23. 23 we'll we'll pick the lock. So, um yeah, you go over to Digo and the rest of the civilians and like Digo is shouting at the mayor. This is why we told you to be quiet. Okay. Well, s- rats out of the bag. Uh Roma, can you get this out of
4: here? Um okay, I'm going to start picking and be like All right, all right. Okay. So, see if we can get the other ones loose. Are there any weapons around here that you're able to smuggle? Uh I think they took all of our weapons. All right. In that case, I swear to god, or the force or whatever the fuck is out there, I'm gonna hand them both plasters and say, just so you know, I can only shoot a couple things at a time. It's against the Mandalorian code, but so is giving up like a bitch, so here you go. Shoot them. Don't die. I swear, don't mishandle my weapons
1: um uh, Digo takes both of your blaster pistols uh tosses one over to Nola Breeze um, who uh grabs it and he takes it um he checks the the ammo and you hear like a, a, the familiar like clicks and like gas release of like your blaster pistol that you've just given up and he says on it boss I will uh lead them back the way you came yeah and uh, try to find a way out
4: That'd be a good plan, uh, Rob. Do I? Am I the one who took? Did I end up
2: giving up that um, that extra pistol that I took from the mayor's office? Um,
1: no, I think I think you still have it. Um, in <laughs> fact, the mayor says, "Hey, that's my pistol." <laughs> yeah.
4: Be like uh yeah wait it's uh it's not actually yours um it's uh old Debbie gave it to me
2: I'm gonna do I have time to pickle did somebody pickle Debbie's lock it doesn't matter I'm gonna slide so old it's, it's, the one, pistol. it's
1: one cell door for like a massive like holding cell. oh so got it, got picking it. one lock is going to uh, release all the prisoners
2: oh good 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 okay in that case I'm gonna give it to uh old Debbie um be like uh <clears throat> hey old Debbie uh
4: you're gonna shoot right
1: oh yeah no no
4: yeah I can shoot. I'm going to take that as a yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: she, like, cocks it and, like, starts posing with it. <laughs> uh, all right. One more yeah, thing, guys. Bad bitch hours. <laughs> Old Debbie's back on the town. Um,
2: uh, can I give you one more thing in hand? Uh, I've got one grenade left. Can I hand a grenade to
1: somebody that I lo- that looks like they can throw really hard? Um, If you want to give up a grenade, yeah, I mean, you can give it to whoever. All
2: right, I'm going to use a stun grenade, actually, because I have two of those. So I'm going to give them a stun grenade, and that way I don't die if they
1: don't know what they're doing. Um, Okay. Um, You just give it to Digo, I guess. Um, (laughs) If you you don't have a preference, I'll just give it to him (laughs) since he actually knows what he's doing with weapons. Um, Great. So for now, the snake is... In the water. So we are going to cut back to Akala Resh. Hello. <laughs> I'm here too.
5: <laughs> An hour into this episode.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, sorry to keep you no, waiting. You're, you're um, good. I
5: was, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying chatting in the live chat.
1: <laughs> Akala, you are unconscious. Um, you're not really like registering much sensory information. You just feel like there is kind of a, a, a steady weight on your body and uh, through your eyelids, you can see a faint uh, orange light. Um, Go ahead and just roll me like a constitution check.
5: Yeah, plus zero, great. Ooh, 18.
1: 18, Uh, great. So uh, you kind of sense this orange light in front of your eyelids and your eyes flutter open and you see uh, something that you haven't really seen in a while um, and in a form that takes you a minute to recognize. But you see um, the face, the glowing orange face of a Togruton uh, man. It looks like a togruten man um, that is about similar to you in age, like uh, early 20s, late teens, um, has very kind of familiar facial markings um and it takes you a moment but you recognize like your own facial markings on this man on this Takrutin man's um like head tails and down his face and you've never met this person before but you realize that you're looking and essentially at like what it would look like if you had a brother and in kind of this moment of confusion you realize that you're looking at soul soul has appeared before you um your lightsaber is is in your hand glowing um away from you but you're still under a pile of rocks and soul has manifested himself and is like looking down at your face um while you're like half buried under rocks and says whoa we took a fall are you okay
5: i i think so uh how are you how are you here
1: Um, this place is pretty, uh, powerful? Yeah, powerful. There's a lot of energy in the air. I think it makes it easier for me to, uh, come out of the crystal.
5: That's insane. Um, uh, what, where? Did I fall? What? We fell, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, um... I think El tried to use the force to separate some rocks. And they were really successful, but it caused part of the cave to fall out. So now we're deep underground somewhere. Are you hurt?
5: I mean, I'm a little banged up, but nothing crazy. Um, can I look around just to see, like...
1: Um, you are still, like, kind of covered in rocks.
5: Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, can I move them off of me?
1: <laughs> um, sure.
5: Or try to, at least? Just with the forced push and pull?
1: Sure. Um, so you're covered in these rocks and much like earlier you tried to use um force push to lift the rocks from your body but you feel your shoulders and your wrists like pinned down by pretty heavy rock and you're really only able to move your hands slightly which is making it difficult to of your own volition cast these force powers but soul like senses what you're trying to do and kind of like looks over you and like floats around you a little bit and says oh um i can help with that and as you like send the energy to cast force push um soul with his uh like glowing hand of light like picks up like rock after rock like individually and like lifts them as if he was like a normal laborer, like lifting up rocks, but just slowly picks up the rocks off of you. That was fun.
5: <laughs> Have you ever been like this before? I guess not.
1: I'm like, you know, a month old. This is all new to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that was. I'm. Y- you call me Soul, but um, I think we're, we are Soul. I. I don't really know. But I'm here.
5: I don't really know either, but we can figure it out, I guess.
1: Um I can always go go back inside the crystal no, if you no, want. No. I just
5: This is this is nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is nice.
5: Um shall we try to move forward? Was this place on on the map? I don't even remember this.
1: Soul looks around a little bit and says, um uh, Looks like there's a way to go over here. I don't know where it leads though. And I haven't seen the map.
5: I guess so. Um shall we try that way?
1: Sure. Um, and you guys start walking with soul kind of as this like glowing, like ghostly visage uh floats like ahead before you and says, Um, so what are we doing down here anyway?
5: Uh would like this whole operation? You do I guess... Do you hear things when you're not talking to me? I... I guess I don't know that.
1: Um... He, like, stops for a second, like, where he's floating and says, I hear a lot of things. Most of the time, I think I see things more clearly when you need me to. And then other times, I think I sleep a lot.
5: Okay. Um, well... There is an organization called the Red Maul that has been trying to take siege of Coruscant, and we're here to try to stop them.
1: Hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's stop those bad guys. Yeah. Okay, uh, so as you, you guys, like, keep floating, um, you get to, um, basically a dead end, um you guys, like, walk a little bit, and, like, the cave here isn't, like, there isn't, like, an even floor. There isn't, like, a path. Like, you're mostly, like, walking over, like, tough rocks. Um, and so, like, as you're kind of, like, huffing and puffing, like, Soul's just kind of, like, palling around, like, making kind of, like, small <laughs> talk, like, you know, like, where are the where are the other people that you're usually with?
5: We got separated from them. I fell, remember?
1: Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Huh. So, uh, how's, how's being a being a jedi. We're a jedi, right? Yeah.
5: Yeah, we are jedi. You are a, a lightsaber, I guess?
1: Yeah, I know that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, um So So I'm a lightsaber. Am I Am I supposed to help you kill things?
5: I mean, when it comes down to it, we try not to do that because taking life is nasty business, but you know, if we have no other choice it, it's not just about killing things, it's about dismantling evil dismantling the darkness Hmm. and with you as a beacon of light, that is helpful
1: So, it's, it's good when I help you destroy your enemies that are, are trying to, to do bad things
5: if it's for the better. Yes.
1: Hmm. Okay. He just reflects on this, um, and you guys like get to this dead end in this cave tunnel, um, and there is like a tight slit that you think that you could like shimmy through, um, but it's gonna get like claustrophobic for a second. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, are you gonna are you gonna try to shimmy through?
5: I guess yeah. If I got no other fucking choice, sure. Um, am I doing an athletics roll? I guess then.
1: Um, actually, what I want from you is a constitution saving throw.
5: Oh my god. Okay, fine. That's a sixteen.
1: Okay, so you succeed. So you're like you're able to like squeeze through the like side of the wall well enough. Um, just in the middle of it, you get a little panicky and like you feel like you're stuck for a second um and then soul like appears on the other side of the crevice and says you're almost there you can do it keep going
5: it's easy for you to say
1: (laughs) yeah i know i can go through (laughs) walls but you can do it i believe in you um and uh he just like cheers you on and you're able to like get through the other side and you come upon uh a Strange scene. So to position you, you are in a large rectangular room that is slanted down away from you um, The room is lit by ominous glowing red kyber crystals affixed to the wall and in the center of the room is a large bonfire um, Around the edges of the room away from you and about hundred and fifty feet away down this slope you can see uh, several bunk bed cots set up you see a uh, discarded uh, food wrappers, and most importantly, you see a bunch of people hucking rocks at each other. A bunch of teenagers lined up on opposite sides of the room with piles of rocks next to them. Um, and they are lifting these rocks with a force and hu- taking turns hucking them at each other full speed with the gold of what you can deduce of the other Jedi, or not Jedi, but force acolytes catching these rocks. Supervising this activity is a Togrutan woman in a uh, long lounged chair with a uh, teenage uh, Twi'lek acolyte fanning her with a big gratuitous uh, canvas fan. And she's just eating potato chips and talking mad smack to these Jedi acolyte kids. Um, So this is a Togrutan woman, and you recognize from her jacket with all of these ridiculous patches with the big red maw patch on the front of it uh, that this is this is Oko. Um, she has beautiful like bronze orange uh toned skin with blue head tails and she is yelling at these acolytes as one acolyte in particular fails to catch the rock over and over again um and you see these like big impacts on this kid's head just like rocks like smacking him right in the face Um, and she calls out and says what the fuck just catch it oh my god you suck do it again do it again Um, and they run the exercise again and all these kids throw rocks and everyone catches it except for this one kid Um, this like one human kid with dark hair looks to be about like 16 or 17 years old Um, like super pale skin and um, you know you can't really make out much from this distance but it looks like he's really struggling with the exercise and so from your perspective you see them run it again she gets up from her chair um, and starts kind of like standing with her arms crossed beside this kid and she says do it again do it again and the kid across from this poor child uh, throws another rock and again he he fails and it just completely smacks him in the face and this time he like recoils several feet back and like falls to the ground um, and you see Oko walk up to him and uh, put her like designer shoe on his fucking chest and look down at him and say you're just not good enough okay like he, this is unacceptable and then she turns to the crowd and says was our motto, kiddos? And everyone says in unison, survival's for the strong. That's right. If you want to survive, you gotta get strong. <sighs> gotta get stronger. Because it would just really ruin my fucking day if you didn't make it to the next round. Okay? So we're going to do it again. Okay? We're going to do it again. And she takes her foot off the kid's chest, helps him up. And they run the drill for a third time. And you're seeing all of this from the top of this cave. Um, and the kid fails again. And it looks incredibly dazed. At this point, Ogo just looks resolute, just mean. And she looks down at this kid and says, okay, well, you know, I think your problem is that you're just worried about a rock. But what are you gonna do when it's a bullet? Hmm. Or some Jedi throws their lightsaber at you. Did you think about that? How much that would hurt? Because that could fucking kill you. Maybe that's the problem. Is that you're not, you don't want it enough. You're not scared enough. So I think we should just see who graduates now. And she uh, takes the kid by his hair and takes him to this apparatus um, on a like corner of the room that is like two uh, board slabs stood up like lengthwise from the ground, supported by like metal beams. And on these boards are chains. um, And in the middle of these two boards, um, making them like about 60 feet equidistant apart is a metal spear that is tipped on both ends. And she takes the kid by his hair and throws him against one of the boards. And with the force and a gesture of her hand, snaps a set of chains around him, freeing only his right arm uh, for movement. And all of the kids start hooting and shouting and like getting all rowdy, like, oh, we're gonna play the game, we're gonna play the game, it's time for the game. And the kid that was throwing the rocks at uh, the young man that was just uh, chained up takes position on the other side. Oko says, okay, whoever survives gets to go on. Um, and she turns off the magnetic lift holding up the tipped spear, and it is now floating by the power of her own force right in front of them. And Akala, you see them both reach out their right hands, and you can sense the force that they are pushing this object in opposing directions toward the other's body.
5: How far away am I from them?
1: About 150 feet.
5: Hmm, okay. I'm gonna stand. Is there a place that I can get to where she can see me very visibly?
1: You could walk, yeah, like out, like down this ramp.
5: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna start walking down the ramp. Um, and and as I'm walking, Oko Valneem.
1: Um, you like step out into the open, like down onto this cave corridor. And as you shout that it echoes back at you from this cave, Um, and, like, the walls, like, shake a little bit. Like, they tremor with some anticipation. And, um, everyone except the kids who are, like, deathly focused on the game, um, turn to face your voice, including her. And she she says, that's my name, bitch. Who are you?
5: My name is Akala Resh. Do you mind explaining to me what's going on here?
1: (sighs) like i fucking care why don't you explain why you're doing here
5: um i'm i'm still walking while this is happening um sure can can i get in within 60 feet of like all of them or do i am i still kind of far away
1: (laughs) yeah she's dumb enough to just like square up i think uh so yeah I'll, i'll let you kind of like gain some distance on them like just like shouting barbs back and forth if you want
5: Is this what you would resort to, to get to power? Torturing others, murdering them?
1: I'm not killing anybody here, sweetie. They're duking it out themselves.
5: And you think that this is the route that they would prefer to take, had you not been egging them on, promising them power that will ultimately lead to their downfall?
1: Promising them power? No, (laughs) I'm giving them the power they deserve. Just like Sue gave it to me. We are all nothing to the eyes of all of you upstairs. We're the outcasts, all right? We're the gutter trash that nobody cared about. And we're here because if it weren't for the people like Jedi who wanna control us and dictate everything for the sake of what, order? (laughs) Fucking bullshit. It's to control us. The Jedi have monopolized the force, all right? And you're just enabling the power structure that already exists. We, who had nothing, have had to use the Force to survive. It has helped us, like it's supposed to. But only the strong can survive, because that's our life, hmm It's not your cozy little adventure in the Jedi Temple. It's real shit, and they want to be here. <laughs>
5: you speak about these power structures when, have you even told them that you came from money? You're stepping on them with designer shoes. What, what are you even talking about?
1: Um, the crowd kind of like looks back and forth a little bit, and she just says, I've had enough of this, and is going, uh, she is going to start her own lightsabers. Um, and you see from her hand uh, jumps like a single bladed, like sputtering red lightsaber. Um, and she's going to try to close the gap and take uh, an attack against you. Cool um so that's going to be 16 to hit she hit that matches
5: yeah
1: it matches so i'm going to say that you actually like are able to catch the lightsaber like she takes you a little bit off guard and like you do take you take like two damage um from her lightsaber blade okay. uh and it does like force you back a little bit and you like are like having to defend as she kind of like throws down these like kind of sloppy strikes against your shield um and she does push you back to a point where, say, where she says, like, <laughs> whatever. You talk about how you have to do it this way or the Jedi way. This is my way and I'm winning.
5: Do you really want to start this right now? Do you want to start a fight that you're not going to be able to finish?
1: Oh, I'll be able to finish just well.
5: All right, I'm gonna attack her too. Damn. Okay. i gonna face the rider. Uh, 14 to hit?
1: Uh, 14 doesn't hit.
5: Hmm. Can I attack again, since I get two attacks per per action? Cool. Ugh, god, that's a ten. Fuck me.
1: So both saber throws miss. She's able to, like, duck kind of deftly under them, like, a little bit surprisingly. Uh, Like, she has been kind of working on some of these skills. And, uh after, like, it recoils, she looks to her left and sees that the game is still going on and that the kids are kind of, like, not really pushing that hard, and she, uh, looks at them and says, Keep playing! Um, and she looks at you. Uh, so she's gonna look at you and reach her hand out and say, Fuck you! And then she's going to cast Curse against you. Um, so you need to make a charisma saving throw.
5: That's a dirty 20.
1: Tourney 20 um yeah that that saves. so like you're able to kind of just like bat um it away um and as you do you like start hearing like or not hearing but you start seeing like the acolytes like start kind of like crowding around oko as if like, they might try to join the fight and they start taking up like improvised weapons and shit.
5: right um can i force push the spear out of the hands of the of the kids. Um, so like if they're facing each other this way, I'm gonna push it that way. So it doesn't hit either of them.
1: Yeah, do you wanna like push it out of the way or do you wanna like pull it towards you?
5: I wanna push it. Okay. So no, no one has it. I don't want it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So yeah, like just like, I, I think like actually pretty casually, like I don't even know that, that you need to expend a force point to do this because like-
5: Yeah, I mean, it's a cantrip anyway, so whatever. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, And in terms of, like, when you do this, like, you do, like, feel the other, like, directions of the Force and how it's being wielded. And it very much feels like these kids, like, they're... Like, even Oko, who is better than these, like, untrained juvenile delinquents. You know in your heart, if you really wanted to, you could kill everyone here. Like, you could... Like, the way you force this thing out of your hands, you kind of realize, like these people ain't shit. And this thing like hits the wall and clatters down to the floor and the game's over and they're just still chained up. Um, and it just clatters to the floor um, and the battle continues. So is there anything else you want to do with your action?
5: Is there another exit in this room? Like if, if there people is, were to start running? Where
1: there is go? on the other side of the room from where you entered, there is another uh, entrance that looks like it is more ma- like machined. So like, there's an actual formal door there that presumably leads to like another part of the base.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I insight check the kids to see like what they're feeling?
1: Uh, yeah, you can do that.
5: Uh, that's an eighteen.
1: The predominant uh, emotion from the kids is is fear, but not. Directed at you, um, you feel like a mix of like fear and with it like devotion to Oko, but also to the real power figure that props up Oko, which is Sue. Um, and you also feel from Oko a sense of like fear in that direction as well. Um, but you also feel that the acolytes themselves are pretty are are feeling the fight, uh, so to speak. Like they their hearts are in it. They're scared of Oko.
5: Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to cast a third level force spell, um, okay. called force repulse. So yeah, they make a dexterity saving throw and, um, they will take a lot of damage if they fail it.
1: <laughs> okay. While I'm rolling here, describe to me like what Aquila is feeling in this moment when she summons this force power to just like repel everybody in the room.
5: Um... Yeah, I think it's just, like, a, just a, like, a pent-up frustration. I think that's probably what's, like, is, is, like, working her up to casting this. It's just, like, this is not, like, what this is supposed to be. Like, people with power need to be responsible with it. Um, and just, like, seeing, like, how miserable these kids are and, like, also feeling like their weird devotion to this weird dictator is also just very it's just very much pent up frustration um so like yeah i think even as she's casting this spell she makes some sort of like like grunt of just like frustration (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah
1: So so this is what happens as you kind of summon this force energy to do this um soul reappears in front of you and kind of like in the middle of all of this and he mirrors your gestures and when you like grunt like he basically amplifies it and in this moment like you feel like your power has been magnified a lot by having soul like like right here like with you as a conduit for your force powers and as you cast this repulse like the entire room like v- gets thrown against the walls. Um, and some of the acolytes like in the back away from Oko do not get repulsed and they, they stay on their feet but like stumble. But Oko in particular like goes flying and gets pinned to the back wall of the cave. And you are now holding her there and soul is there as a physical embodiment of that and is holding her, like, on her chest against this wall.
5: Um, yeah, I'm gonna walk up to her and just kind of stare her down.
1: Um, she's just kind of like... (laughs) You suck.
5: I haven't even started yet.
1: The the rib's yours, whatever you want to do.
5: I want to look around at, at the kids again, see what they're... See what they're feeling. See what they're looking
1: like. Um, a lot of them that fell to the ground, like, look a little bit hurt and start, like, summoning to their feet, and the rest just, like, are looking at you, like, kind of in awe. Like, you're, like, they're watching, like, their, in a sense, like, their, like, drill sergeant and their boogeyman get kind of, like, bodied by this. Also, roll damage for Oko.
5: <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a lot. It's 8d6. <laughs> uh, assuming that she fails. Um...
1: Um, everybody takes a little bit of damage, um, but Oko, as, like, the main recipient of this, is taking the full roll of damage.
5: Google did not roll very well for me at 23 damage.
1: Yeah, so you look back at the kids, and then, like, from the door to your right, which you've now, like, kind of closed the gap on, so it's about 30 feet away from you, um, two, like, other, like, red maw, um, like, guards with guns, like, burst in, like,
4: what's going on here? What's What are you doing?
1: And they have now entered the scene as well but it's still your initiative to act.
5: I'll just throw soul at one of them. I mean, like, she's feeling powerful right now. Um, She, like, she's got the enemy right where she wants them, at least in this room so far. It's, it's a good feeling. It's a good, powerful feeling. And so, like, just hearing these two random guys come in who are gonna fuck that up or are gonna try to fuck that up, it's just, like, reaction immediate take care of it so like whip soul at them
1: sure uh so you you throw soul um at them and they're like standing pretty like narrowly in the doorway and just roll the hit yeah
5: it's a dirty
1: 20 Dirty 20 um not only does it hit but like backed by the extra like rage and anger the middle of soul starts to glow like dimmer and dimmer and less yellow and less yellow till it's like kind of flirting on the edge of this like bright red. Um, and the manifestation of Soul does as well. And you fully, in one throw, cut these two red maw goons down just straight in half. And their bodies like fall into the cave room and you catch Soul again.
5: Great. Um, I'm gonna turn my attention back to um, Oko and kind of like maybe squeeze her a little bit more, just a little tighter. Um, And then I let her go and fall to the floor.
1: And you hear her take like big wheezing gasps as she like falls to the floor like breathless. Um,
5: And I get up real close to her. You go run to your little queen and tell her that I'm on my way.
4: (laughs) You're... kind of stupid... but
1: okay. And she, like, picks herself up and, like, is, like, stumbling across the, uh, the pavement, and she, like, exits the door, um, if you let her go, like, over those dead bodies. Um, soul and... You, you, like so the literal soul your your light weapon and soul like manifested beside you continue to like buzz and glow angrily in this red color and all of these acolytes are just like looking at you at all and like some of them like go very quickly to follow her um and like the only after they all like exit um and they like, kind of pick themselves up and like start like running like fast down the halls um the only one that's left was the kid that was originally being harassed and berated um, and then tied to the, the plank to play the game.
5: Um, I'm going to use the force to, to get him out of his restraints.
1: Um, yeah, you kind of like flick out a hand and his restraints uh, loosen and he stumbles to the ground and says, "Ah, oh, th- 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 thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.
5: I ignore him and I move forward.
1: Uh, okay, bye. Oh, shit. Fuck. Um, and you kind of like leave him um in the doorway <laughs> um and he kind of like looks confused after you as you uh follow the footsteps um of the retreating acolytes and since they have a head start and you know these caves it gets to the point where like you've reached sort of a divergence in the tunnels where you're not for sure like which way they went um so uh you're now kind of like in an area that's starting to look more mechanized um, and as you kind of like walk down this cave, um, you see, uh, a familiar
4: face.
5: Hello everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And, um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode, and I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. <laughs> um kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode we're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do and then we're going to have a podcast post-mortem wrap up whatever 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 so as you're hearing this if you're in our discord channel uh our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly. So, um yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then... Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen. They may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy, um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're gonna try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But They'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. (laughs) Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's, it's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
1: But... That is for another moment. We're going to go back to the cave lake. Okay, so you guys have just... Cutting back to Ram and El, you guys have just sprung loose. The prisoners that were able to resist the worm and were held captive down here in this lake. The dragon snake is gone in the water for the moment, and the prisoners are uh, all trying to make it back through the cave entrance that you just came from. What I need now is... Uh, perception checks from both of you. Okay.
3: Mm. I'm gonna use I'm Oof. gonna use this dice that rolled a not one the first time and hope it rolls better.
2: Uh, that's a six.
3: God fucking damn it! It rolled a two. <laughs> That's a one. It is really, Non-natural.
1: really dark in this cave. Um, so as the prisoners like flee back across the path that you guys like took through the sand, like by the shore line to move. Yeah, I'm
3: still standing on the shore. Yeah, I... Eyes out for this this dragon snake. I'm gonna see it but so it's good. it's a
1: wide shore. So the question is, where does it pop up? And as these uh, civilians are fleeing, um, the dragon snake comes up about 20 feet away from you and swipes a big claw at the group fleeing and uh like eviscerates mayor colville like with one claw just like completely threads him um but it's now back up on the shore um and the yes. 11 and the initiative so he screams i was gonna get reelected um and he dies
3: yeah i know you
4: weren't oh no um, oh Shit, man! Not after this bullshit. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, you're really Mayor of the Year up here.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, one of a young woman um, like shouts back, Mayor Colville. No, we got to keep running. We got to keep running. Go, go, go. Um, and it, I think it is now. Um, let's see where did we end last. So Rama freed them. So it's now El's turn.
3: Okay, close difference between me and the bitch. I must strike it.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, roll the hit.
3: Okay, two attacks. Come on, I just want a good roll. Ugh. Does a 12 hit? No, I'm sorry. 14.
1: 14. Beats it, beats it. Uh, yes. Yes. yes.
3: Okay, so they both hit. Thank God. Three damage on the first hit with a natural one on this fucking D8. Um. Okay, so that's three energy damage plus... Seven sets so ten energy damage, plus um three force damage. Uh, from the thing that I'm still keeping concentration on, and oh, I'm gonna pump a thingy into it.
1: Force power strike. Yeah. Jedi smite.
3: That's eight plus six is. 14 plus 7. 20 extra 21 of uh, energy damage.
1: Twenty-one of energy, okay.
3: Yeah, that's all for that's all the force points I'm gonna spend on this fight. Um
1: after smacking this thing a few times and comparing with the damage that Rama's gun did, you are noticing that when you're striking the outside of this thing's skin. Your lightsaber does not seem to be cutting into it as deep as you would expect.
3: Fine. That's cool. Um, bonus action. I'll she inform.
1: Word. Okay. Um, now it's. I know th-
3: it's a big departure from my usual bonus action.
1: Um, now it's the turn of the snake. Um, snake. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's see, Rama, you're. Still quite a few... you are actually about 50 feet away. Um, and this thing cannot close the at gear. Yeah. Um, okay, so it looks like L is going to be face tanking this damage. So uh, the dragon snake is going to attack you twice more. Um, that doesn't hit. Uh, how are we feeling about, uh, uh, 17s these days?
3: Um, I will use my Shein form to add two to my AC, so that doesn't hit.
1: Amazing. Uh, so neither of the attacks hit. Um, so it takes, like, two more, like, claw swipes at you, like, trying to come down on you, and you were able to, uh... Like, dodge between its, like, large talons and are able to kind of, like, well, you can describe how you dodge if you want.
3: Yeah, so the thing with, like, the Sheehan form is it's very, and, like, the way the crate Dragon and, like, all that stuff, it's, like, very much, like, power stancing. So I think because um, it seems somewhat resistant to the energy damage of my lightsaber, what actually happens is when it comes for me, I, like, jam my lightsaber up against to kind of deflect the hit against me as i just ground myself into the sand
1: i fucking love that that's awesome um because you're doing that with your lightsaber and that's cool um just like roll me a d8 oh
3: okay i'm gonna roll you a d8 do want me to roll you a d8 <laughs> that's an eight.
1: Oh fuck yeah all right you do eight damage to this thing just from blocking its attack in a way that i liked um Now it is Rama's turn.
2: Uh, All right. So question. Um, Yes. Could I try and aim specifically at um, the Zelda red orb dot of flesh for a higher uh, AC?
1: Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll raise this thing's AC by a number. um, Got it. And you can try to aim for it and it'll do uh, more damage if you hit.
2: Alright, here we go. Lucky dice. Uh, I'm going to fire twice with the
4: hand uh, hand cannon. Mumble to myself. There's a damn good thing I gave Digo the energy weapons, I'll tell ya. This thing seems to be a little better. Alright,
2: I'm gonna... Alright, ooh! Goodness. 18 plus 8. That is 26 to hit.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Alright. Yeah, yeah, you hit this thing.
2: And the second one is a 21 to hit.
1: Uh, that also hits. Yeah.
2: Um sweet. Uh all right. Is there is there a higher AC on the second one cuz the kickback
1: of the rifle or are we uh, uh I, mean, I mean let me let me just put it this way. Even if I raise this thing's AC by 6, those hits still beat it. So all right. Like, you're
2: good. Sweet. Okay. Um so first shot is it Woo! it's a 10. There we go. So plus brutal is an 8, 18 plus 5, so that's uh, 23 on the first hit. <laughs> this giant hand cannon's awesome. Alright, uh, that's a 2, um, 2 plus 5 is 7, so that's 7 on the second hit. So 23 and 7, 30 all
1: Woo, baby! Okay, uh, you hit this thing, like, twice in that spot that you opened up in his chest, and you see the bullets, like, exit the other side, and, like, create massive, like, exit wounds on the other side. This thing is, like, not dead, but it definitely, like, falls flat on its chest, and, like, weakly is, like, moving its head around. Um, and, uh, for the final blow, Elle, uh, why don't you take us home?
3: <laughs> okay. Let's go. Natural 20, (laughs) Hey! And then a non... Actually, it's a natural 20 and then a 17. (laughs) All right, Uh, finish this thing off. Okay. Oh, wait. Should I have been... I should have been rolling an extra d4 this entire time. (laughs) Oof! Okay, so that's six plus... Okay, so that's 10 energy damage on the first hit, on the crit. That is... Oh, do I use if I if I I'm gonna burn a force point to force empowered strike because then I can double that on the nat twenty as well.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's worth it. If That's, if you if you don't want to burn that, you don't. You super okay. Don't have to. So I want, want one HP the, the s- left. <laughs>
3: then the second hit is uh, six energy damage, and then I'll just bonus action offhand because I can. Um and that's another 10 energy damage.
1: Amazing, so how do you kill this thing?
3: Okay, so it, go, it goes for me. I like, what's the word? I deflect its attack by like sliding it off with my lightsaber, Rama takes mm-hmm. some shots at it. And I think with like the momentum I get from swiping across with my lightsaber and I'm kind of turned over the left side, I like ground myself on my back foot and kind of direct that momentum back the other way. And I just stab straight for it and pull up. I noticed that when I'm slashing at it, it seems less effective. So I'm going to try and go in between its dragon snake scales. And once I get in, the inside is obviously less resistant than the outer coating. And once I get a hole made, I'm just going to dab at it on the other half, so I'm essentially just cutting it in half, like stab through, swing up, and then swing straight down.
1: Fuck, it's a gore. Uh, <laughs> bunch of fish blood sprays everywhere, uh, and as you as you tear this thing to bits, you and Rama just kill the fucking dragon. I mean, not like <laughs> a, a true d d <laughs> dragon, but um, yeah, both of you are going to have to add, like, Dragon Slayer <laughs> to one of your titles, I think, after this.
2: Um, awesome. Yeah. I blow the smoke
4: off my, uh, off my hand cannon and be like, Ugh, well, I'll be damned. Davey was right, Guess I am a knight.
3: Um, I'm just going to walk into the water, kind of rinse the dragon blood off of the handle of my lightsaber and like kind of brush it off my face, but not going to get fully submerged. Um, and then I'm just going to kind of look around at the people who are fleeing,
1: um, yeah, like you see that uh,
3: like, illuminated Wait. I'm uh, also because my lightsaber right now is in my right hand, which is in my mind parallel to the beach. I'm like backlit illuminated by the glow of the white lightsaber just standing there breathing all heavy and hot and sexy.
1: <laughs> There's definitely like steam coming from both you and the body of this dragon that you were like standing at. It's, like <laughs> yeah, like swirling around you like very uh, epically. Um, and Rama, I think that you like land next to L, like in the middle of the smoke, with just like steaming. Like I think the barrel of your gun is like red hot, with like the sheer amount of like force and energy that you put through this gun. Um, and as it glows, uh, you see uh, a little, a little like Easter egg on your own gun. Not like a literal Easter egg, but you, as it like glows bright hot. At like the tip of the gun, you look at it and you see that like with the glowing of the metal, there has been like a small, thin inlay of a different type of metallic material that starts glowing faintly in the shape of a rose. Um, and you deduce that bronze must have put that on
4: there when he was uh, messing around with it while you were getting to pick up your ship. You know, it's good to, it's good to have people look out for you. I may have misjudged that bronze guy.
3: Yeah, Rama, I don't want to be mean, but like, I feel like you go to a lot of snap judgments that you end up going back on.
4: Snap judgments you know, are kind of the thing as a pally hunter, but I never claim to be an intelligent man.
3: Fair enough. Well, I'm going to give you a punch on the shoulder. <laughs> You're all right.
4: Hey, you too. Hey, Uh. <clears throat> one second. I gotta go do something.
2: And can, can I walk over to the eviscerated uh, remains of the uh, former front frontrunner of the Coruscant Democratic uh, election? Uh,
1: is to the mayor? Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: that's his <laughs> name. Mayor, that's it. Um, I am going to uh, pick the gun back up. No, I didn't give him a gun. That's right, never mind. In that case, I'm just going
4: to be like. Yeah, I
2: have his gun. <laughs> and be like.
4: <clears throat> I, uh. <clears throat> you uh i think you lost the election huh <laughs> then like walk back
1: <laughs> rama says a uh, one-liner to a dead body <laughs> very uh, arnold schwarzenegger of you yeah Looks you know, it's like a good time thing he said that after
3: out. i gave him the compliment otherwise he wouldn't have gotten the compliment
4: <laughs> <laughs> i uh you know sometimes i really miss, i really misjudge folks
2: around here Fuck you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I may I may be less of an idiot, but I'm still an anarchist.
4: <laughs> All right, so um, do you know where? down where you should be going.
2: I pull the
1: map back out. Um, you pull the map out. Um, and now that you can like walk the shores freely, as you kind of like walk down the shoreline the opposite way from the uh, cells that were in the side of the cave wall. You. Uh, start to see like a faint, like, glow, like about uh, 40 feet up on a cave wall and about 100 feet back. That is like high up on the cave. And you see like the faint glowing red of another kyber crystal, like, deep in a recess of the wall. So that it makes it seem like there is an outline of a doorway that is like high up on the wall. Over the lake.
3: How far away is that?
1: Uh, it's 40 feet up on the wall and 100 feet, like, over the lake.
3: Uh, I pointed out to Rama. Might need some help getting over there.
4: (sighs) well, uh, I got a jetpack.
3: Yeah, you do.
4: Hey, no hard feelings about earlier?
3: Oh, right, yeah, well.
2: Alright,
4: monkey! (laughs) Let's go. I'm gonna
2: grab them both and just fire it up and get
1: a (laughs) star flying over okay um so uh l you uh grab rama around the waist along with monkey and you guys lift off into the air on your jetpack. rama uh, and you start uh making your way slowly over this lake um and it's pretty uneventful you guys look around you look at the like pitch black dark water and you get a kind of closer look at this like center pylon of the machinery and it pulsing up um and it seems like Like, down deeper somewhere in the lake is, like, where this energy is coming from being drawn up. And you guys make it to this, uh, yeah, like, secluded little outcrop with some glowing red kyber crystals lighting the way to this doorway that goes um, deeper into the cave. And what you can see from where you guys land um, in this entryway is that, like, this the the rough-hewn cave gives way to, like, more orderly metal flat slabs. And, like, you can see a doorway that has... Um, like some sort of technological lock on it that seems like it goes into a more uh, like structured part of uh, the cave geography and you know from your map that this probably leads to um, the entrance to the engineering center where the kyber crystal um, the
4: corpus corsanti is housed Mm. hey monkey you think you could uh mess with that tech lock
1: Mm -hmm. and he kind of gives you a salute and he (laughs) jumps off your back um, and (laughs) goes up to the door kind of gallops up to it um, and starts like doing some like uh, like a probe comes out from one of his fingers and he puts it into the door and you see like a combination like circular turning sort of motion on some of the apparatuses of the door Um, but it looks like it's going to take a minute Um, Rama go ahead and uh, give me a perception check <sighs> That's a two. <sighs> you hear a noise coming from behind you. Uh, Can't quite make it out. <coughs>
4: hey, uh, <coughs> L, do you hear something?
1: L does not hear it. No. I'm gonna turn around and draw. Do you draw. hear something? You turn around and draw, and you don't see anything from the cave entrance that leads back to the cave. Would you? Would you
4: like to go investigate? No? <laughs> hey, LM, I'm, uh, I'm hearing something back there.
3: Like, what kind of something?
1: Rama.
4: Uh, Some say, my, You don't hear that. Th- does Elle really not hear this? Elle, someone's saying my name back there.
3: Can I insight check? Is this force nonsense?
1: Um, You can insight check, yeah.
3: 19.
1: You're not sure what's going on.
3: Okay, well, that's weird. Uh,
1: all right. Monkey,
3: you good here?
1: Mm-hmm. You
3: just yeah, all still right. to the door. Um. Okay. I'm going to go with you. Don't go running off.
4: Uh, you got it. Uh, make sure that thing's loaded. am point to the lightsaber.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I gesture for Rama
2: to lead the way. All right. I'm going <coughs> to so, reload, lock and
1: load, and start walking toward the voice. Um, so you start walking towards the voice, and you go back to the cave where you were um, with the deep lake. And Rama, once you come out into the cave, you see across the cave at a higher up point on a like another uh stone like archway that gives way to a door, um, you see the long, lanky figure of a person in a set of Mandalorian armor.
4: Oh boy.
1: <clears throat> hey <clears throat>
2: my flashlight's broken. I don't want to, I'm gonna wave. Hey
3: Do I see a person? No. Hey!
4: Down here.
3: What are you yelling at, Rama?
4: I'm yelling at the Mandalorian up there, alright?
3: Are you okay is Are you okay?
4: This isn't funny, L. It's not time for jokes. There's a Mandalorian right there.
3: Why the fuck would there be a Mandalorian in this cave?
4: <sighs> Rama, uh I
1: need you to make me an intelligent saving throw. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> what could possibly
2: go wrong?
3: Simply roll high.
2: Um that's a three. Um, a three does not save. All uh, right, I'm going to blast off to it then.
1: I'm <laughs> going to
3: grab him. <laughs> sure.
1: You're strong enough, so you probably can. Um, go ahead and, and make me a dexterity check to see if you can reach him in time. Because this is a... Well, actually, no, I'm going to say this is a split decision. I'm going to say that Rama jumps off the cliff and initiates his jetpack.
3: I'm like, I kind of do a... Oh, well, and that, if he's jumping off, um, um, I'm going to force pull that bitch. <laughs> He's a medium creature. Um. Uh, that's a strength save.
1: Yeah, Rama, go ahead, and make me a strength save. Oh boy, I'm gonna say with advantage because you're being aided by a powerful Jedi. Yeah, thirteen. I'm figuring that is a sixteen.
3: Oh, meets it, beats it, <laughs>
2: Ooh,
4: uh, Rama.
3: What did I just tell you?
4: Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um
1: so you fly towards the mandalorian figure and as you like kind of close the diff, diff- uh distance you see her wave and you recognize very clearly like the long-fingered long limbed form of a uh alien humanoid species known as a paladuvin um oh boy and she like disappears she walks deeper into the recessed cave that you're following her from um as you land there you uh hear her call again, Rama. And, and you see, like, her, like, cape, like, disappear around a corner through the caves.
3: Rama, I can't follow you over there.
4: Look! She's gonna go, I haven't... I'm sorry!
3: What the fuck, Rama?
4: Seza! Seza!
3: Who the fuck is Seza?
1: You turn a corner and you come into an open room that has, like, a uh single bridge crossing a like large chasm um and the bottom of the chasm is like more like deep water with like sharp jagged rocks um up on them um and you see sezza standing on the middle of the bridge and she looks back at you and says rama i escaped it's me It's Ceza. i can't believe i found you down here
4: wait a minute Escaped what?
1: After. after you shot. the blacksmith. and. in our. And our hideout, Ramo. she was gonna kill me. And you intervened and. I saw my life flash before my eyes, but when you. when you shot her and threw the smoke grenades, I. I was able to get out of there. I've been on the run ever since.
4: Look. I watched you die, says him.
1: She reaches out a hand to you, like, gesturing for you to come join
4: her out on the bridge. I still love you, but I saw you die.
1: Rama, I survived. It was a miracle. And you didn't stick around long enough to really see the aftermath of the fight. I mean, the the Kel, the Kel Dragon, we, we completely reformed and all of the old members who were so militant against the the foundlings we we excommunicated them and I need your help to to rebuild
4: wait a minute wait a minute this isn't right re- oh. no
1: Roman intelligence say <laughs> <it. laughs>
2: that's a 13
1: the 13 um this feels real this feels completely real All right,
4: I, I'm sorry. I didn't want to kill the blacksmith. That clan was the only family I had. You can't exactly go back after you gunned down your own clan blacksmith and she had it coming anyway. If I was gonna do it, I should have done it first.
1: That's all in the past now. It doesn't matter. Your sins are forgiven. I became the new blacksmith. I learned how to forge Mandalorian steel. I learned how to forge Beskar into new armor. I. we could, you just need to join me, Rama. Come onto the bridge.
2: Well, if I failed all these intelligence checks, I'm going to walk onto the bridge and be like, it's been so
4: long.
1: Um, you take a step forward, um, and as you step, you realize the bridge was never there, and you start falling into this chasm.
4: Jetpack, 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 jetpack!
1: Um, roll me a, a dexterity save to warrant yourself in the air. Alright, there's a 16 plus 5, is a 21? 21. 21 will be enough to save in the air, so you are able to orient yourself but you're still going to i think hit the water hard. um but you'll be given a chance to get out so uh i'm gonna say that you're going to roll some damage here for you um you're gonna take you're gonna take five damage um hitting these rocks in this water um your dexterity check allowed you to kind of catch your fall a little bit but you're now like in the water um so you're you're gonna have to find a little bit of of leverage here to uh, not like sink to the bottom and like activate your jetpack.
2: Um, can I leverage as into so, so I'm I'm in water at the moment I need to find a way to get out of it?
1: Yeah, like very rocky water. Like you hit the water hard. Can I and use my like start...
2: my handgun as a um as like a can I get the wrap the handgun around a rock or something and see if I can pull myself
1: up with it? I mean, not with the handgun, but you can try to pull yourself up onto a rock. <laughs> okay, Maybe uh, an athletics check. I was... That is a 10. 10 doesn't save. You slip and fall back into the water, and you feel the weight of your armor start to drag you down <sighs> below.
4: Says, uh, pull me up.
1: Um, up above you, you see Sezza look down at you, and you hear cackling laughter and things start fading to black for Rama.
2: We're
1: going to switch back over to Akala, who just ran into a friendly face. Um, Akala, as you're going through these corridors, uh, you come up and you see a humanoid figure who you've never seen in this context before, so it takes you a minute to recognize them. You see a man it, who is head-to-toe in form-fitting armor um, as, like, an exoskeleton. Like, it is not just plate armor. It is, like, mechanical ar- armor. Think Iron Man style that is covering everything but his face. And he turns to look at you and says, Oh, well, if it is
4: in Akala.
1: Come have a seat next to old David.
5: I need a minute to process that. Um... <laughs> Davy, what are you doing down here?
1: Well, old Davy's always been around, I suppose. You know, after a certain age, I love, trouble starts finding you. And I found myself a lot of trouble.
5: So are you, like, what are you doing down here? Are you fighting?
1: Um, He, like, stands up and you see, like, uh, you hear, like, the mechanical, like, joints, like, move him into an upright position. Um, and he says, well, yeah, I've been fighting a wee bit. Once things started to go bad up surface side and the smoke started rolling in, I started doing what I can to try and help some people, fight back the Red maw. 'Cause Because this is my home, damn it. I'm not going to let somebody roll in here and take it. Well, so I sent Debbie off with the crews trying to escape, and she uh, gave him my blessing to get up to some old habits that I used to have. But, uh, I'm not feeling so great, though, to tell you the truth.
5: Davey, I think it's best that you get out of here as soon as you can.
1: Mm. Yeah, I know. But... The thing with this suit... Well, you know how I was walking around with that walker? Yeah, well, way back four years ago... Forty years ago, right? Sorry, I misspoke. Four years ago, I... Well, my doctor said I needed a better mobility device. And well, so I got started to thinking like, what if I took that to 11? So I uh, turned my walker into a pretty high-tech here apparatus, kind of an exoskeleton sort of dealio. But uh, my body's not really supposed to move like this no more. So think I'm already uh, on my way, if you know what I mean.
5: Right, um, Debbie, it's going to get very dangerous in here very quickly, I think you, I can't emphasize this enough, I think you need to go while you still can.
1: No, yeah, no, I know, kiddo, I know, yeah. No, I've, I'm really, to be told, just looking for Debbie. Um, see, I got a tracking device in her walker, so she, as long as she has her walker, I can find her. And I know she's in the cave somewhere, but she knows I'm alive. Uh, I'd like to see her again, but, uh, see, way back, I also, I also put a little wee bit of a tracking device on old Ramaviron way back a few weeks ago, and uh, I think we better go this way, if you don't mind.
5: Um. Alright, I guess.
1: Um, so you guys start, you, you and Davy start walking down the halls, and he like has these like thick like metal steps that he's taking, like it's like kind of Master Chief-esque, um, and he kind of starts telling you like unsolicited kind of his story for a second, and he says, "Yeah, no, not quite as good this sort thing as I used to be. See." what you probably don't know, Akla, is that I grew up on a little settlement planet out in the Outer Rim. You know about that?
5: Um, I haven't been to the Outer Rim much, um, hey. but I've heard of it.
1: Yeah, well, the Outer Rim's a dangerous place. Uh, way back when my my granddaddy was starting a colony on a, on a planet called Dewatha, out in the far reaches of the galaxy, and Duatha was a dangerous place there was all manner of beasts and monster type things roaming around that could eat people and you know after a time our settlement came across uh, some strange ruins a real real strange thing that happened uh, we dug up a temple deep in the deep in the forests of one of the more arid places and it was all dedicated to a uh, to a woman type figure. Real goddess-like type that had statues of her with a couple moons, I figure, around her head. Kind of in a gesture like she holding them up. And Well, we saw that as a good blessing, but as I got older, things started getting a bit worse. You see, things got more dangerous. There was big lizards walking around. There was things I could only describe as, uh, as monsters, mythical things, you know? Big one-eyed rock things and big cats and snakes that could damn near eat you whole. Well, one day this guy just spoke to me in a dream and told me that I needed to take up arms and become a hero of sorts myself. So I did for a time. And you guys start like walking through like different winding caves and doorways. Um, and he said, After a time, I realized that this dream wasn't just a Happenstance thing caused by whatever social trauma I was experiencing from watching my friends get eaten alive I realized it was a true calling this goddess had put her eye on me or so I believe and made me her knight, so to speak Well, I started going on a bit of a crusade and as the outer rim got a bit more developed and things settled down, I really didn't have much monsters to kill. So me and Debbie packed up and came to the ultimate monster pit. Coruscant, where all the politicians stay. Um, and you guys come up to like a, a cave entryway um, and you can kind of like hear someone in the distance talking and saying like, Cesar! Says, Cesar! Ah, says, ah. Um, <laughs> and he says, as he kind of turns, he pauses for you. He doesn't seem like he's in a hurry. Like He kind of just has a, a slow pace about this sort of thing. And he looks back at you and says, and the other thing I learned is that monster slaying and being a knight really ain't a long-term gig. But, you gotta pass down the legacy. And that's what's important. Teaching other younger folk what you know. And then he takes you through the cave entrance and you see basically Rama take his step off of the, uh, off onto the imaginary bridge that you guys can't see. And you hear him shouting all these things to Seza and he falls and starts drowning. Um, what would you like to do?
5: Uh, how close am I to him?
1: Um, I mean, he's like down at a pit. Uh, I'm going to say like you're close enough to try to maneuver some shit.
5: Yeah, if I can force pull him, I'll try to sure Uh, that's a range of 60 feet
1: okay so rama things are going black this is an opportunity for you you feel from above you hear like the faint voices through the water that you can't make out and as this illusion starts to kind of like dissipate in your mind and things fade to black you feel somebody like pull up on your armor and bring your mouth above water go ahead and make me another athletics check this one with advantage to try to leverage Mm. yourself onto that's a natural 20. A Fifteen on okay, the second so one. You're able
2: <laughs> the to the power
4: of friendship.
1: You're able to like hoist yourself uh, up onto uh, some rocks and you, like jetpack over to where. <laughs> <AVO.
4: coughs>
5: Rama, what were you doing?
4: <coughs> I'm sorry. Wait, Akala, you're alive.
5: Yes, I'm alive. Why? Why I'm did you just, walk off a cliff?
2: I'm just gonna hug her. I'm gonna hug her.
5: <laughs> I'm taken aback by that. Um, I I don't reciprocate the hug, but I I guess I accept it in the moment.
4: I'm sorry. <laughs> I. I think my, my mind's playing tricks on me. I saw someone I used to know a long time ago. The, she died in an incident with an the altercation with someone else in the clan. And I, uh. <coughs> gunned her down for it. Uh, the person who killed her, not her. The, you get the point. Yeah. Uh, she told me that she survived, and I followed her until I fell off. And there's cackling. And I like to think I came a long way since I, the, being a danger to myself and everyone else. Certain things uh, don't heal so quick.
1: Boy, ain't that the truth, Davy? Oh. Bruh. Can I like pull Davy into a hug? You can hug Davey and he hugs you back. And like, <laughs> far from what you were expecting, instead of you're not hugging him, he's hugging you. <laughs> like it is a big metal exoskeleton Davy who's now like at this point like sitting like six six. <laughs> um, and he like raps you. Oh, good to see ya, boy.
4: Oh, oh my uh, <coughs> God! cough the rest of the water up. Oh, just what the doctor ordered. <sighs> Indeed, indeed, what Hey, the I, doctor uh, ordered. I, uh, <clears throat> I found your wife, uh... Debbie! Yeah, how's she doing? Pretty well. I, uh... I, uh, gave up most of my weapons to her, her and the crew and... make sure they got it out. You gave her a weapon? Yeah, I gave her a pistol. She said she knew how to shoot one. She does know how <laughs> to shoot one, right?
1: Oh, d- yeah... Well... That
4: turned the tide of the war. <laughs> She's a dead shot. Okay, good. I, uh, it's uh, also the mayor's dead. Fuck him. Good. Yeah, see, didn't see, vote for him. See, I'm gonna turn to L. Didn't <laughs> Feel <for laughs> like, oh shit, no L. Um, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like, hey L, you see? Oh shit, you gotta see L. L also thinks you're dead, and you maybe one of you is probably dead. L thinks one of you is could be dead. Where is he? He's a. Uh, uh, do I do I
2: remember where I came through, or is I in such a trance that I was just like out of it?
1: Um, you can find your way back. Um, so uh, Davy also has a jetpack bag in this one. <laughs> <laughs> of course um, he does. Uh, so he says. Right, well, I think
4: it's time that we all regroup then, isn't it? Uh sure is. Uh also <clears throat> you would not believe how much L can fuck up a dragon.
1: Oh, you guys fought the dragon in the in the in the lake.
4: Well you knew that was there.
1: Yeah, I have Debbie on speaker like a lot of the time that I'm down here
4: <laughs> to be straight with you. Speaker.
1: Oh yeah, no, she she will occasionally send me voice messages just to let me know if she's safe. We got a really secure communication one to one. It's kind of a it's kind of a married couple thing.
4: Davey, I don't understand half the shit you say, but I got to say that sounds pretty darn uh uh sweet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, having your wife inside your brain is sweet.
4: Sure is. Uh,
1: okay uh, all right so let me see if i remember how to do this and he kind of like loads up and like makes a big jump and like jet packs himself over <laughs> across the gapway. um
4: Akala, you need a lift
5: um rob am i able to do like a force jump right now
1: uh i would say that it's makeable is that a Hour.
5: No, I don't think so. I just like, Roll me you know,
1: a force. Well, it's technically an athletics check, but add your force modifiers to it. Cool. Huge brain.
5: Ah, fuck. That's a nine. <laughs> grab her.
4: But <laughs> she dies. Uh,
1: <laughs> you, you see her like jump like pretty big and then like kind of like flail in the air for a second, and you're able to kind of like jetpack over and like grab her and like take her over to the other side. Gotcha. Um, And then uh el you see uh both akala and rama reappear from the cave entrance that rama disappeared from with old davy
3: well actually i probably don't immediately see that because as soon as rama just wandered off Elle, who is very much hi we're trying to save the world and you did the one thing I explicitly <laughs> told you not to do just turned around and went back toward Monkey to try and figure out how to keep moving because
0: <laughs> um, he was
3: just like I can't do anything about that situation and we have a fucking mission so I won't see them until they actually like get back in
1: Perfect. So you, so just to cut to your perspective real quick, you see that like metallic door that Monkey was working on, like click and open up, like, and you walk into what seems like the entryway to a huge engineering laboratory. You essentially walk into like immediately like a like a coat rack room that has a bunch of subaquatic gear that's hanging up, um, and you also see like other like equipment, like harpoons and nets and like other like gear to fix electrical equipment. Um, I'm gonna say like from behind you, like as you start walking from this place you do hear like several jet packs and that door reopen um, and uh, like you hear like a hundred of feet behind you like down a hallway like, you kind of start hearing the the familiar voices.
3: yeah, that'll that'll catch me. I'll turn around.
1: okay, and when you guys reunite like what is what's the what's the emotion, the vibe seeing your your friends who We're missing for a minute.
3: Well, look who finally decided
4: to show up. Sorry, I uh, I was just running up. Oh. I'm gonna like walk over to old Davey. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, this isn't isn't for us right now.
5: (laughs) Rama's lucky I was there to save his ass.
1: Yeah, I told him not to go
3: running off and so he went running off without me.
5: Of course. Appreciate that, Rama.
3: Uh
4: Sorry, I can't hear you over the sounds of my emotional development. (laughs) 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 I
2: don't know why I said that. I'm so so sorry. so fucking
3: weird. (laughs) You okay?
5: Yeah, uh, I found Oko.
3: Did you, um...
5: I didn't kill her, but I would say I taught her a lesson.
3: Right, so where is she now?
5: I assume on her way to Sue.
3: Great. That's probably the last thing we need, but, you know, it happens. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, you know. Just, uh, killed a giant dragon snake. It's pretty cool. So I heard. Yeah. Well, we got a job to
1: do.
5: Yeah, we do.
1: The dragon's been slain, but the witch remains. Um... Davy pulls up a, a chair kind of at, like, a uh, like table in what seems to look like a break room, kind of in this, like, first laboratory area, and says, uh, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to sit a spell and catch my breath.
3: Like like our, like, do you want a short rest or <laughs> yeah what if
1: we shortly rest
3: <laughs> yeah if we rested shortly yeah I'm gonna make myself some coffee in this break room
1: <laughs> yeah this will be a, a modified short rest we'll, we'll figure it out in a second um, the party has been reunited uh, Akala has survived and taught Oko a lesson about power and the only language she's bound to know which is through force uh, uh, Rama and El have slayed a dragon and freed many of their friends from captivity. And old Davy has reappeared in a mysterious set of armor. And that is where we'll end this week's session.